Good morning and welcome to a Tuesday morning, July the 20th edition of the Christian Underground News Network. I'm your host, Kurt Chamberlain, along with your co-host, Pastor Dick Chamberlain. And once again, this Tuesday morning, we are very, very pleased and blessed to have Dr. J.B. Hickson with us again. Uh, and we, uh, we're, good morning, J.B. We're, we're glad to have you again. Uh, I know that you're out at a, at a uh, conference in Nebraska uh, right now. Where are you at and what are you doing out there? Yeah, good morning, guys. Boy, it sure is an honor to, uh, to get to talk with you guys on Tuesdays and uh, just share the word with your audience. And uh, so, yeah, every now and then I go to conferences um, that well, I'm not speaking, but are just for you know networking and personal edification. And that's uh, the case uh, this week. I'm at uh, a Berean Fellowship Conference in North, or actually uh, yeah, near North Platte, Nebraska. I'm sitting in a hotel in North Platte uh, at the moment. But uh, as soon as we're done with our uh, interview uh, today, I actually will head back home. And uh, looking forward, if I can take just a moment to uh, announce something, looking forward tomorrow night to launching a new series at notbyworks.org. Uh, it will uh, emanate from our home church, Palm Creek Chapel, there in Sedalia, Colorado. Uh, but it's a new series called What in the World is Going On? Oh, and it's yeah. going to run from 6, yeah, from 6 to 7.30 every Wednesday night. It'll be live streamed for those of you that are not in the Denver, Colorado area. If you are in the Denver, Colorado area, please come uh, come see us in person. Uh, it's going to be a very critical series as we expose a lot of the uh, things that are happening at, at warp speed in real time here in our culture and run them through the lens of Scripture to explain how uh, that could be setting the stage for the end game. Uh, in Satan's plan, which is what we're going to be talking about on today's program. So, again, uh, what in the world is going on? Wednesday nights live streamed at six o'clock p.m. Mountain Time, which of course would be seven Central, eight Eastern, or four uh, Pacific or three Alaska time. But six o'clock Mountain Time. And if you're not able to live stream it, the videos will be posted uh, every by every Thursday morning at notbyworks.org. And the audio will be posted at the Not By Works podcast, which is available everywhere podcasts are available. You can just search for Not By Works Ministries and you'll find all of our podcasts. So really excited about that. And today's show will kind of get me even more ready for that as we uh, uh, look forward to launching that new series tomorrow. Well, we're glad to have you aboard for today's show. And I'm glad you kind of view it as a primer to, uh, to that upcoming series. I know that that's going to be some really really vital information for people. So if you're in Sedalia, uh, get out to Plum Creek Chapel Church. Uh, you are not going to want to miss this. Uh, I can vouch for the information that's in it. Boy, I'll tell you what's going to be good stuff. Uh, so don't miss it. Um, again, today we're going we're gonna to be focusing, I think, in Genesis chapter 3. So if you're out there listening right now, get your Bibles ready. Uh, because we will we will be referring to Genesis chapter three during this podcast. Uh, JB, what in the world is going on? Uh, we've got we've got so much chaos in the world right now. When you look at uh, things that are happening all over this globe, uh, South Africa comes to mind right now. I, I know you've probably been following a little of that. Uh, We've got things going on in Europe. Uh, it's just amazing uh, the amount of chaos, uh, 
and uh, uh, widespread calamity, it seems. What, what in the world is going on? Yeah, that is, that's the question. And, uh, you know, tomorrow night we're going to start off with, uh, obviously, you start with the scripture and, and look at, uh, you know, kind of a backdrop there. But in terms of the lens of culture, we're going to start out by looking at the World Economic Forum and that Satanist Klaus uh, Schwab and go all the way back to his beginnings, uh, his upbringing in Nazi Germany and his, uh, in, you know, his, his family's influence on Hitler and working with Hitler. And then talk about right out in the open what the World Economic Forum uh, is doing to usher in the satanic one world uh, political, economic and religious uh, system, which, of course, we know from Scripture will be in place uh, during the tribulation period. And at that time, the Antichrist will be the one that heads it up during that great day of the Lord's wrath, the 70th week of Daniel, that, that final seven year period prior to Christ's return. Uh, what we don't know, obviously, is how much of the one world system uh, we as the church will have to endure before the rapture. Right. We know we'll be rescued before the Antichrist takes the helm, yeah. uh, but that doesn't mean we won't be here for you know, a lot of this stuff. So I think it's very, very important uh, for us to, you know, to be aware of what's going on, to be prepared. Uh, there is an urgency to the hour. Uh, you know, the World Economic Forum is certainly not <clears throat> certainly not the only uh, tool that Satan is using right now, but it does seem to be in the driver's seat, and I'm going to kind of explain that starting tomorrow. Uh, I don't know how long this series will go on. You know, when I did Spirit of the Antichrist last fall, it ended up being 18 uh, videos. Uh, I have a feeling this, this series is going to be longer because there are so many things happening, as you said, uh, that uh, easily could be setting the stage for, uh, you know, the, the coming uh, great last days deception and the, the coming Antichrist. So, uh, you know, it, uh, it's amazing, you know, so much of it is, is people are unaware of, and uh, so much of it is kind of hidden in plain sight. So, you know, to start with uh, this morning, as we talk about this idea of deception, I want to take us back uh, in our mind's eye about 2,000 years ago. Uh, to the darkest hour in human history. Mm. Uh, the cosmic struggle between good and evil was hanging in the balance. For more than 4,000 years, the enemy of all that is good and fair and holy and righteous and just uh, had sought to overcome the eternal creator of the universe. For 4,000 years, he had worked his deceptive magic and blinded the hearts of mankind and wreaked, wreaked havoc on the entire world. Uh, but now in this one dark hour, uh, uh, his time had come. And once and for all, he thought he was able to defeat uh, God and, and, and the Son of God. Uh, not wanting to leave anything to chance in that moment 2,000 years ago, he chose to indwell a certain person, Judas, in order to accomplish uh, his defeat of the Son of God. And so uh, using Judas, he was able to betray Christ. And we know the story well. Christ was uh, betrayed, uh, arrested, tried, crucified, and laid in a borrowed tomb. And at that moment, Satan thought he had won the victory. He thought, game over. It's, uh, I've conquered the world. Um, you know, I'm, I, this is my playground. Um, uh, you know, it's game over. But of course, three days later, he must have shrieked in horror 
when, uh, as prophesied, uh, the Son of God rose from the dead on the third day, defeating death, hell, and the grave, and uh, throwing a huge wrench in Satan's plan. Hallelujah. So for the last two, yeah, praise God for that. And, and of course, you know, if Satan believed the word of God, he would have seen that coming. He knows the word of God. He just doesn't believe the word of God. Right. Um, he is self-deceived. Uh, and so for the last 2,000 years, he's been uh, frantically uh, trying to still win a battle that, frankly, he's already lost. Right. Um, and so, you know, uh, the Bible tells us in 2 Timothy 3.13 that evil men and imposters are growing worse and worse. Uh, deception is going to get worse and worse and worse uh, over time. Uh, and of course, in the last 2,000 years, it has is, is really ratcheted up. Um, we know that, uh, uh, you know, uh, in the final seven-year period, according to Jesus in the Olivet Discourse, uh, deception is going to, to reach unprecedented heights, even such that, you know, many Jews will be deceived yet again, uh, right. just as they were right. at his first coming. Um you know, uh, there's a great quote by uh, the late Dresden James. He was not a believer, but he was a famous British television uh, 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 screenplay writer and novelist and just uh, just kind of a well-known writer. And he said, quote, a truth's initial commotion is directly proportional to how deeply the lie was believed. Mm. It wasn't the world being round that, that agitated people but that the world wasn't flat. And uh, right. I think what we're seeing today is people so deceived <laughs> that they can't even recognize a lie. Uh, it's, it's blind allegiance to a satanic system. And it goes back to Darwinism and, you know, the uh, overtaking of the educational system, the media, the uh, court systems, <laughs> the, uh, the, the mainstream uh, television news and so forth. Uh, they've kind of covered every angle, medicine, uh, education, big pharma, uh, corporatism. And so the, the Satan's fingerprints are all over this culture as he seeks to blind men's hearts to the gospel and uh, deceive them. Dresden James also said, quote, the ideal tyranny is that which is ignorantly self-administered by its victims. Yeah. Uh, the most perfect yeah. slaves are therefore those which blissfully and unawaredly enslave themselves. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. and that is so true. I mean, we see people today literally elbowing their way to the front of the line uh, to take an experimental injection that is killing thousands. I'm going to talk about this in the coming weeks in our series, What in the World is Going On? Uh, you know, uh, here's an interesting fact. In the, in going back to 2007, uh, well, first of all, there's many people may not be aware, there is a government-sponsored system called the Vaccine Adverse Event Reporting System. Right, or BEARS, sure. right, right. Yeah, it was put in place uh, after Reagan in the, in, I think it was 87, signed a law that gave blanket immunity to all the pharmaceutical companies. <coughs> Excuse me so that they uh, could not be sued and have no liability. They could just work with impunity, make their trillions of dollars, and treat us like guinea pigs. And so uh, because so many 
people that received the vaccines, and again, this was way before COVID, uh, were having serious problems. They created this government system where people could voluntarily report their uh, adverse uh, you know, events that come after taking a vaccine. And so we have that system. It's run by the government. It's fully disclosed. You can go to the VAERS site uh, and, and actually look up the numbers. But in starting in 07, in the 13 years and four months that followed, taking us up to December, I'm sorry, November 30th of 2020, which was right before the COVID vaccines started to be introduced in December of 2020. Mm-hmm. But in that 13 years and four months, the total number of deaths reported in the bear system was 3,001. And, uh, and a Harvard uh, study that was done uh, and I've got this quote that we're going to be talking about. I don't know if we'll get to it tomorrow night, but in the coming weeks, there was a study done at Harvard, and I've heard this doctor interviewed on MSNBC, that determined that roughly only 1% of all adverse or negative effects from vaccines are actually reported. Right. So 3,001, but that only represents 1%. Now, let's look at the reports of just the COVID vaccine from December 2020 until July 9th, so roughly 12 days ago uh, of, of this year. In that span of time, about eight months, there have been 11 thousand deaths reported just from the COVID vaccine. Wow. So just let that sink in for a moment. 13 years and four months, we had 3,000 deaths reported. Now suddenly people are dying. It's, by the way, it's 17,000 over in the UK, and they're uh, the same exact version of theirs. They call it something different. Uh, Eurovigilance, I think they call it, but it's a government one. field. 17,000 in the UK. So the point is, this is a great deception, uh, a, an experimental injection that's never been approved by the FDA. You go to the FDA site and see what it means to have emergency youth authorization or EUA without officially being studied. Uh, and if, if for a disease that 99.73% of people survive anyway, and those that don't are those that uh, die from the flu every year because of adverse uh, comorbidities, um, they have upper respiratory issues already, they're elderly, they're already sick, and the flu is very dangerous for that uh, demographic. And so, yes, people die. It's uh, tragic. Um, But, you know, back in 2018, if we had shown pictures from nursing homes and put a little counter up in the bottom of Fox News and told everybody how many people were dying from uh, the flu, it would have been, you know, responded totally differently. But we did that in 2020, and now everybody is scared fearful and so they're elbowing their way like they're trying to get on the train to Auschwitz to the front of the line uh, to take this experimental injection and that's just one example there's um, actually deception at JB there's actually an updated whistleblowers report uh, came out two days ago uh, that is has brought to light that the actual number on the VAERS system and there are now this whistleblower says that there are actually 11 different VAERS systems uh, be, uh, re- that are reporting across uh, this nation. Uh, the whistleblower says that there are, there have been 45,000 confer- yeah, so, uh, confirmed deaths. They've done a, yeah, that's totally right. And so, and the thing is uh, they, they've done a recent study to kind of 
update that Harvard study that shows because of a lot of the attention that's being given to uh, the problems with vaccines in general over the last 10 years, and particularly since the COVID experimental injection uh, rolled out. It's not a vaccine, by the way. Right. By their own admission, it's an experimental injection. It's gene therapy. Vaccine. Yeah. Yeah, and it can't be called a vaccine until it's been officially approved by the FDA. Correct. Uh, but anyway, um, you know, that the new number is the actual reports is only two, I'm sorry, 3.1, no, no, 2.3% of actual cases, not 1%. Wow. Anyway, if you use those numbers, we're dealing with hundreds of thousands of deaths, you right. know, realistically. Right. And, you know, if you put, I'm just wondering why the mainstream media is not putting little counters in the bottom of their screens showing all the people dying from the COVID vaccine. Yeah, that's right? in, that's interesting. Why, why are they not? Yeah. I mean, when we deal with hundreds of thousands of deaths, that's not a small number. You no. Know? no. Uh, and that's, a, that's a, a statistically significant number. Yes. Uh, but instead, what they're doing is going door to door and, and you know, trying to uh, arm wrestle people into uh, you know, to taking this, uh, this vaccine. Mm -mm. But um, it is, uh, you know, uh, it, it's just it's just a, a classic example. And I don't want to get any more down into the rabbit hole of the whole uh, COVID uh, scam, but uh, you know people really died like they do every year uh, from severe acute respiratory syndrome SARS, which COVID nineteen is SARS CoV two. It's the second generation of this type of uh, virus, and uh, and that's tragic. It's tragic when anybody dies. Yes. But, it's not about, as always with Satan and his deceptive plan, it's not about what it's about. Mm -hmm. the, the, the plan all along was for this injection. And uh, honestly, uh, if a believer is listening to this podcast uh, and they've taken it or anyone has taken it, I feel like um, you need to repent of that decision and pray. And, and hopefully the Lord will, uh, uh, you know, protect you because, uh, you know, sometimes it takes six to eight weeks or the spike proteins that are in those vaccines to, to, to really do their damage. Uh, you have different categories. Some people die within 24 to 48 hours. Some of them die six to eight weeks uh, later. And, and others don't die, but they have severe reactions. Hundreds of, and hundreds of thousands of non-death severe reactions that are being reported to theirs. So uh, if you haven't taken it, don't take it. I mean, uh, oh, I don't have to be a doctor. You know, I don't have to be a medical doctor to tell you that. Um, I mean, I don't have to be a medical doctor to say don't do something that's going to harm you. I mean, uh, it doesn't take an expert to say, you know, don't stick a hot poker in your eye, right? So, yeah. You know, people say, well, you're not, you're not a doctor. Why would you? Well, I mean, the evidence is pretty overwhelming, so don't yeah. take it. It, it, and, uh, it really is. Yeah. yeah. So, but, so what I'd like to do is kind of show you how Satan is is really, you know, we were talking off air about how Satan, he's brilliant because he's an angel, a fallen angel, of course, uh, and angels have a level of intelligence that actually exceeds human beings because they're not constrained by physicality and the, the, the physiological uh, stress on the mind and being tired and, and those types of things uh, because they're spirit beings. But although he's smart, he, he's not very creative and he's been using you know, the same M.O., uh, you know, since he was cast out of heaven and when he first uh, sought to deceive, you know, Adam and Eve. Yeah, it really, has, and, uh, it really so, hasn't changed a bit, has it, J.B.? No, not at all. And, uh, and if you under, 
understand what I call, you know, the anatomy of deception or you know, five core components of, of deception, uh, you know, then you can spot it uh, much easier. You know, John tells us to test the spirits and see if they're of God. And most Christians, unfortunately, in this great day of deception, uh, is they're not discerning. They, they have not... Um, by use of the word of God, been able to uh, uh, filter out lies and, and uh, deception. So, um, so yeah, if you're ready, I'd say let's uh, let's turn to Genesis three and kind of uh, walk through this uh, this together. Well, I'm ready, JB, and I'm sure that uh, our listeners are equally as ready. Take it away, sir. All right. So again, the origin of deception can be traced all the way back to uh, Satan's interaction with with Adam and Eve. And the first uh, step in deception, again, there are five uh, what I call core components or steps in Satan's deceptive plan, is to question truth. Right. Question truth. So you get to uh, you know uh, Genesis three verse one and. Uh, it says, uh, now the serpent was more cunning than any beast of the field, which the Lord God had made. And he said to the woman, has God indeed said, has God indeed said. So basically what he's saying is God's word is questionable. Mm -hmm. uh, can we really trust God's word? Can we really trust anything? Is there, you know, absolute truth? It was the same question that was at the heart of Pilate's question to Jesus some you know, 4,000 years later when he said to Jesus, what is truth? So, you know, this first step of questioning truth is basically to call into doubt the veracity, the truthfulness, the trustworthiness of God's word, uh, the Bible. And that's the way deception begins. It plants seeds of doubt and Satan planted a seed of doubt uh, in Eve. And uh, as we shall see, and as we all know, of course, we, we, we know where that went. But Satan is, is questioning God's truth today in a number of ways, especially with uh, young people. Um, one of the biggest ways was through the introduction of, uh, you know, a murderous, eugenicist, Darwinist theory uh, that we all evolved uh, over 65 million years from a wet rock, uh, that mankind and humanity is is uh, is worthless. It's no different than any other organism. That we are not made in the image of God. We're not the crown jewel of creation. We're not unique among the created order. Right. We're, we're just another we're, organism. We're accidental life. Yeah, absolutely right. And so, and it also underlines the gospel, of course, because it suggests that. You know, death and destruction uh, were here for millions of years before sin. So, therefore, sin, original sin, is really not significant. There's nothing special that happened there. Um, and, you know, think about the implications of that. When when Adam and Eve sinned, which we're getting there in our, you know, we're just going to look at the first five or so verses, but uh, obviously we know how it ends up. When they sinned, the first thing that God did was slay an animal to create a covering for them. Right. And if death had been around for millions of years, that would have had no significance to Adam and Eve. Mm -hmm. They would have looked at that and gone, yeah, okay, so another lamb was killed. Big deal. We did all of those yesterday. You know, what, what's the big deal? 
Uh, but it was precisely because the consequence of sin, as God had warned it would be, was death. And they had never seen death. They'd never seen an animal die. Mm-hmm. Think about that. Yeah. And then before their eyes, here's an innocent lamb being slaughtered. Right. That would have left a, a, an impression on them. But not if they were just, you know, the result of millions of years of uh, accidental uh, evolution or so forth. So uh, God's questioning uh, truth, and he's getting it in the minds of young people and has for many years. Of course, in 63 here in America, when we took God and prayer out of schools, uh, that accelerated Satan's uh, uh, first component here of questioning truth. And one of the things we're going to cover in my Wednesday night series, again, that starts tomorrow night, uh, what in the world is going on, is transhumanism. Oh, uh, and yeah. Uh, yeah, how that marginalizes uh, mankind. And they really, um, you know, they want to do away with uh, humanity entirely. Yes. Uh, in fact, there was an op-ed in the Wall Street Journal last summer, uh, I think it was June of 2020, uh, in which it was titled The End of Humanity. Yeah. Um, I mean, some of the things that are that are going on um, behind the scenes, uh, all because we began questioning God's truth, are uh, nothing short of horrific. Uh, and uh, they want to get rid of humanity entirely. Uh, uh, a gal named Crystal Vanderelst, who's got a long history of being part of the Luciferian agenda, she was... Uh, the uh, head of strategic foresight at the World Economic Forum yes. uh, before she took her post at uh, Policy Horizons in Canada. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, she said, quote, in the coming years, biodigital technologies can be woven into our lives in the way that digital systems are now. Biological and digital systems are converging. Sometimes transhumanists call it biodigital convergence. Uh, and she said they can change the way we work, live, and even evolve as a species. Now listen to this. Mm-hmm. She said, quote, more than a technological change, this bio-digital convergence may transform the way we understand ourselves and cause us to redefine what we consider human. Wow. You just let that sink in. Uh, she goes on to say the physical meshing, merging, and manipulating of the biological and digital are creating new hybrid forms of life. That sounds like so, Genesis 6 uh, to me. It is. It is exactly like Genesis 6. And we know how God responded to you know meshing with the, the distinctiveness of humanity and the human uh, DNA and genome back in Genesis 6. He destroyed the world. That's right. Um, and so uh, through the blood. So uh, that's one of the reasons, one of the biggest reasons. And again, that's probably going to span two or three weeks in our midweek study because there's so much that I think people need to be aware of there between the connection between the World Economic Forum, Bill Gates, uh, Elon Musk, uh, you know, uh, uh, Ray Kurzweil. Ray Kurzweil said, uh, does God exist? I would say not yet. Uh, yeah, yeah, isn't that amazing? <laughs> yeah, we're, you know, we we can we, we're getting so good. We're going to create God. Yeah, you know, talk about God in the image of man. 
I mean, that's uh, sick. Elon Musk said, uh, before long, we'll be able to turn you into a blanking, obviously, I, I won't say it, but a blanking butterfly if we want. To. Yeah. I mean, they're just playing, playing God yeah. in, in every uh, sense of the world. The, the, again, the op-ed in the Wall Street Journal was looking forward to the end of humanity. And behind a lot of this, by the way, is Moderna. And Moderna, oh, yeah. uh, you may recognize that name from one of the vaccines. Big Pharma. Uh, they had never brought us, yeah, Big Pharma, and they had never brought a product ever to market of any kind in their history as a company uh, yeah. of over 10 years right. until this experimental injection. Yep. And their company motto, which I have a screenshot of their website, uh, they've since taken it down because it created such a stir. Uh, but it used to be, welcome to Moderna. We believe mRNA is the, quote, software of life. Wow. So that was, that's right there on their well, website. That's, um, that's, pretty, that's, pr- that's pretty blatant, isn't it? Yeah, it really is. So, you know, that's the, the questioning of truth. Uh, and that's where, you know, it all began question truth. And so then if we read on in Genesis, uh, the second step is to misrepresent truth. Right. Misrepresent truth. And and what's our, how are we doing on time? Are we coming up against the break? Well, I'm glad you asked because we have, we we are coming up on break. Uh, This might be a good place to leave off uh, uh, leading into the break. And uh, we'll be back with you shortly. Please tune in for our second half of this program today. Uh, We are covering some very vital information. JB, thank you for hanging in with us. And uh, we're going to to do some processing of this segment. And then we we shall return in a few moments. Uh, Thank you for listening. Stay tuned.